All right. Okay. Welcome. Hi, Tzili. Tzipi. We have two girls from Israel today. Well, unbelievable Great filmmakers. Girls. I mean, uh, Orit Fuchs, director, Maya Fisher, producer. We're talking about Cinema Sabaya. Unbelievable. Cinema Sabaya is coming to the JCC to the festival of the other film festival. Right. And it got the and best film, best in the, like what, what we know as an Israeli Oscar. So this is going to, to represent Israel right. in, the in the Oscar, Oscar the American Oscar. And it's a beautiful, 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 great film. More than that. We recommend everybody to watch it. It's really beautifully done, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. It's so well done. It's gorgeous. I just want to say I never saw a film like this. It's even more than really? what she said. And, and as you can imagine, what I is saw more than what she said. It's, it's more than <laughs> what you said. Wait, wait. I never saw a film like this. And I saw a film which probably some of them are shot better or acted better. You know, if you look at the history of motion picture. But I never saw any film like this. The, the frames, the frames are so beautiful. And the actors are great, the girls, all of them. And the text and the direction, it's really a... I remember you told me, Maya, we spoke on the phone and you told me that this is the most beautiful film that presents Israel as it is. What did you mean? <laughs> um, I think that at least we try... Just to make sure uh, that she's a producer. I said. Yes. Yeah, to make sure. I, and yes, I'm direct. the producer. Yeah. So I, I, I think it shows, I, I would say, first of all, a very different angle of Israel. Um, Where are you in the dark? You are in the dark. What, what happened to the light? I don't know. You have more? Uh, let's see. Oh, I okay. So let's uh, so, in a little bit. That's it. So I, I think it shows um, a, a kind of a different face of Israel, a very feminine, first of all, uh, face. And I think that it shows in, in the end of the day, uh, a complex picture, um, but still, I, I think with some hope and compassion and humanism, and it shows in a way like what are really the real problems and, and everyday lives of women, what it is being like a woman in Israel today and how much there is in common, doesn't matter if you're younger or older, Arab or Jewish, um, if where do you live, like how much there is in common. And uh, I think, I, I hope this is what we, we did achieve. And I, I think that it shows, uh, again, it also deals with the conflict, it deals with many things, but from uh, a different perspective. And it was also made um, like there is only woman in front of the camera and almost only woman also behind, oh, like 90% cool. women also in the crew. Um, and, and I think the, it, uh, the film has this feeling. I think it has this sensitivity and intimacy. Um, right. Orit, what is Sabaya? Sabaya, it has two meanings. It's a, a group of uh, women. Uh, uh, this is what I knew when I wrote uh, the script. But then when I met uh, Amal Mokus, the, the actor, she told me, the way I pronounce, pronounce it, it sounds like Sabaya, which is the prisoners of war. Uh, so wow. it has two meanings. Yeah. Oh, no, there is a lot of subtext in that. Come on, prisoners you know, of war, it's a lot of subtext within what we see in the film about the state of women. You know, yeah. I have to tell <laughs> you that um, for a whole day, 
there is like a double thing running in my mind because um, a while ago we spoke with Shula Spiegel, the producer of Tehran. And there's something that I cannot, it's so interesting because Tehran is a speedy uh, action film. I mean, that um, series that goes fast, so much going on everywhere. And he chose Israel in a very, very specific way of behind the scene and how it goes on the other side. And then you come with your film and it's quiet and it stands still and it goes deep in a second. And it's like, everything is okay above the surface. Nothing is okay underneath the surface. And as much that you don't want to touch the political thing, everybody is the same and they can share something very, very, very feminine in both sides of Israel and the Arab society in Israel. And it's, it's so, it's like, you know, silent water that goes deep. That's how, uh, and in every frame, in every time that any of them is opening her mouth, you know right away that you dive in and you don't see. Yeah, but you dive in, you know, because um, it, it's very courageous also to take the camera and just put it and hold it, right? And you hold it on a person and we have time to connect to their thoughts. And this connection actually is what makes us dive into their character even before they talk. So it's very powerful, uh, the cinema, the, 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 how you use language of cinema, you know, type of shot, the pace, you know, there is so many theories about how you put just the camera and let reality unfold in front of you. When I say, I, I don't think I saw a film like this, you it's know, also it's very, a, gutsy. very, very gutsy. courageous, unbelievable, you know. Who came up with the idea? Who wrote the script? It's she, I mean, what do you mean? He no, it? but I mean, it's based on something or it just, um, all um, it's based, um, yeah, I wrote the script and it's based on um, the idea uh, came to my mind when my mother, uh, which is uh, Hadera's mayor, uh, consulted for consulting for uh, women issues. Uh, she she participated in Hadera is a small city on the way to, uh, to Haifa, between Tel Aviv and Haifa. It's in the middle of the way between Tel Aviv right, and Haifa. Like the Carmel Mount. Yeah. My first boyfriend was from Hadera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she was in a group like this of uh, stills photography and with Arab uh, and Jewish women. And that gave me the idea for this platform of uh, self-observing uh, through the art of uh, uh, photography. I changed it to, uh, to video. And I started uh, making those kind, of, those kind of groups myself as a research. Oh, you did it. And uh, I did it yeah, in Accra and in Givat Chaviva. And they met a lot of women with very interesting stories and uh, it gave me inspiration to write uh, the script. So when, when, you said, on... when you did groups like this, you created group of women on both, uh, on both sides and you were talking about all kinds of subjects and then based on that, you did the, the text. <clears throat> and then she had to cast it. That was probably... What yeah, amazing. we cast it. Yeah, it was a research for me actually. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, you know, let me ask you something, you know, if you would go and do a documentary like this, because it has a feel, you know, of, 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 of authentic, uh, anyway, authentic. It, it, authentic, yeah, 
uh, if you'd done it as a documentary, I'm not sure it would be as powerful. No. You know what I mean? The first the, the yeah. that you fictionalize, because the groups your mother was doing, and then the research, the group that you did, you know, are real life groups of women uh, who interact and actually, you know, um, open themselves and reveal, but that's right. fictionalized it. That's what I was like, oh my God. I don't think that uh, the women would be so open if it would be. Uh, yeah, that's that's the reason I didn't do it as a documentary. I don't think that First of all, yeah. And the they, they wouldn't. Side, the whole artistic yeah. side, you, know, you yeah. cannot get in documentary. You know, I, tr I tr try to do a documentary about battered women battered women you know so I went to every shelter and I found that I couldn't get answers it, it not that it didn't open but they didn't have enough or whatever the sources to really describe what they're going through so I had to fictionalize it and I did a feature film oh, about wait, battered can women you, can you give us a little bit few yeah. words about the film so everybody knows what we're talking about because it's not fair we saw the film <laughs> and they didn't so just okay give us a little bit like run through um so it's a it's a film about a group of uh, um, women uh, Arab and Jewish that comes to um, uh, they have to come from their, uh, they work in the city hall and they have to come to this course of uh, video photography and uh, and they, they, they're not expecting to have uh, anything meaningful that hap that will happen to them in the in the course, but uh, they start to look at their life from di different angles uh, through the exercise they, they uh, get from their instructor. And uh, and the film is actually just about the dynamics uh, of the, the dynamic of the women and um, and about their stories, their uh, specific stories and uh, their life. Tell me something. Yeah, it all happens. Yeah. What? No, no, no. Uh, there, there is a, not a subplot, but this sub theme that you are touching, which is a a very kind of. A, uh, important issue about the, about the, the the character that actually is the leader of the group and teaches them you know how to make videos yeah. and you actually question at one point her motivation right yeah so yeah it's it's the the story of Rona the instructor is that she's so fascinated from the women and uh, she wants she has thoughts of making a real film out of it a documentary and uh, she's starting to play with it in, and editing it. And, uh, uh, but then she understands the, the power of it, that she, is, that she saw it. And she understands she can't do what she wanted, but I did it <laughs> instead. Yes. That was the way I dealt with, uh, with this problem. I did it. But I think it also, sorry, I think it also touches also on the ethics and the, and the moral yeah. and also the risk. Yeah. Sometimes but at this. the same time, it triggered all the reaction of everybody. So you can yes. really break through and cross the line to bring out real reaction from that. Do you think that so, uh, groups like this, what your mother is doing, and I think what this film, I, I wonder if it will actually maybe change women's perception about themselves or the power of communicating, the power of 
of cleaning, cleaning yourself, and is a clean, you know, bringing out and diving into your whale of emotions really deep. That if you yeah, do, I think that cinema it has a lot of therapeutic power. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah, and also the 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 power of the group. Uh, I think uh, it's a combination of these two things that uh, that ma makes a change. Yeah. But there is also character, one character there that doesn't speak, right? She doesn't really open herself. I forgot her name, right? You mean Ahed, the, yeah. the young? And you know, they reminded mm -hmm. me, it's something different, I don't compare, uh, that when I did the film about Holocaust, about you know uh, people who are 85, 89, that some of them never spoke. They just couldn't speak. And when I looked at this character that you invented, I was wondering what is it that she cannot speak? She cannot really verbalize or share. What, I mean, are you aware of what she's going through? You mean Suat uh, or? Uh, or yes, there is one character who doesn't talk. I don't speak about what's her name that burst at the end and really. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she's she's the one that has the most suspicious. Uh, she's the suspicious character, and also, from my experience, every in every group there's one that doesn't cooperate, that doesn't do the assignment, that uh, that doesn't give from herself. Uh, and they chose it her because it speaks volume. It's really she planted like a whole bunch of landmines, you yes. know, in a right. one circle. And every every time you step on one of them, and it bursts out. And it's nice because you think one thing, and then it comes out another thing, and then you cannot believe that another one would bring another thing. You really planted a lot of going on in a very quiet environment. And uh, for a course that they have to do, they all used it very well for themselves. And you know, it seems like that everybody says that the, the Arab society is tougher than the Israeli society. And you see that there are many homes in Israel that it's tough. Oh, sure. It's very tough. Yeah, yeah. And you have very advanced people on the other side. It really brings the basket of many faces of Israel and the Israeli Arabs in so many colors with no color, in so many moves without moving. It's just really beautifully done. How did you get all the Arab actresses? I don't, I didn't recognize anybody but Dana Ivgi. No, that, no, there wasn't. Uh, there was another girl, yeah, the Israeli yeah. girl, you know, from Hadera. And- uh, I recognize her. <laughs> um, the Arab actresses, you have Amal Murkus, the singer, which yeah, is very, very, very famous. Very yes. Yeah. She's very, very famous. And uh, also Marlene Bajali, who plays Awatef, the old uh, character. She, she's, uh, she, she played in the Amisada Gdola, uh, okay. if you okay. remember. Oh, it's a long time ago, for the television show. Yeah, she, she was in a very popular television show and she had a radio uh, show for years, uh, but she's really different from her characters. She's a Christian and a single. Uh, what do you think of the mileage or the advantage of um, directing non-actors? Oh, they are all actors, but unknown. I don't know if all of them are actors even. 
Uh, all of them actresses? All of them are has some uh, something to do with acting. I think I can say every uh, all of them are actors except of uh, Leora, which is uh, Carmela that lives in the yacht. Uh, so she's she never acted in her life, and uh, and she's a sea woman. And uh, yes, uh, but amazing. Other than that, she's yeah. amazing. How did you yeah. find her? The one who I found her the, through uh, on a boat, right? The one who lived in yeah. Uh, she actually is a friend. Um, Ayelet Menachemi uh, oh, worked wow, with me, wow, the director. Wow, yeah. Yes, she's amazing. And uh, she she was a script editor, and uh, and she was with me in the in all the progress uh, process. And uh, she's a uh, she's kayaking, and she just met her it's through like, kayaking, and yeah. she told me you have to put her in your film. Right. And then I met her, and I wrote her. Did you do that. documentaries? Did you do documentaries or not at all? I did uh, one episode in a documentary series, but not a lot before, no. But it's very powerful, you know, um, this, I, I don't know if it's technique or what, but the way you directed that, uh, you know, the, the leader, the one who, the teacher, whatever, you know, is talking and the camera is on the listener and you just stay on, stay on her. And in a way, you know, she's left with no guards anymore. And then all the stories come into her face and you just keep holding the camera. And that's uh, also editing, uh, you know, because we have two cameras. You come to the editing room. No, come on. You come to the editing room with shots. Yeah. You don't invent it. You have to shoot it this way. Come on, give yourself credit. It's really <laughs> no. I give myself, but I want to give Neta Vokis, the editor, also okay. credit because she did a wonderful work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say that everybody that is involved in this film did a great job. Yeah. And since we're talking <laughs> to the two of you, so you hear it more. But everybody who took part in the film, uh, from both sides, are great. Yeah, she editors. has. She has to be a great editor because a great editor, you know, you sit in the editing room. And you watch with you, the director usually, hopefully, the shot and how you decide when to cut. You see, it's really, you have to almost, it's a symbiotic relationship with the character and with your rhythm. You see, she, the, the, your editor is also fantastic because she had to connect to your inner rhythm in the way you looked at your character that you created. It's an amazing process and she must be something as an editor, you know? It's not that she's coming with her own rhythm and, you know, let's cut it, it's too much, the audience want to move. Maya. Opposite. How long it took you to produce it? And how hard? Eight years. What? <laughs> Together with Rich. Um, writing and producing. Um, it was really, it, it was one of my first projects. Um, and I think when we started to work on it, Orit, we had a page, right, together. We had the, uh, the idea mm -hmm. and the basic concept. Um, I have like, we immediately, we immediately fell in love with Orit um, and with her short films that, that are also spectacular. I will send them to you later. Um, but I have to say it was a hard uh, pitch. It was a hard sale. Um, a film yeah. with uh, 10 women uh, sitting in a room and talking. Um, like it didn't, it, it wasn't so easy for us to, yeah. to open the door. Supported you. 
Um, we had in the we had uh, the Israel Film Fund uh, okay. who stepped in first, who did an amazing job and really yeah, took Lisa the best. She's amazing. And totally, uh, Katri and then Lisa and right. also now Noah. We had all of them, ah, but okay. all of them like really supported the film and took the bet in a way because it was really betting on Arit. It was betting. It was trusting her and trusting this. Uh, you know, this vision. It's a film right. that really works different. Um, and, and we also had, I think, Orit, a lot of dilemmas along the way. In the beginning, it was more classic and it was more led uh, on the instructor, um, on the main protagonist who is leading the workshop. And then we said, no, like it's all about all of these women. Um, and it's like, it's not going to work like a classic film necessarily, but we need to let them be and we need to go with them in the meetings. And so there were um, like, you know, like eight subplots. I mean, there was a main, the main character, let's say it, uh, the one, you know, the, the one who teaches them, mm -hmm. but then there are eight subplots of every woman who sit there. You know, mm -hmm. you have a complete uh, journey of each one of them. Yes. Why people were worried about uh, making this film more because it was, st uh, you know, they static. static or because of the subject? Um, it's, or the expectation it's, of people from a film with Arab and it, Jew, and it's not about the occupation. <laughs> totally. Um, I, I think in the end, I, I think both, but I think in the end, you know, uh, in the end of the day, the biggest drama, I think, in the film is that a woman wants to get a driving license and yes. she can't. Yes. Like, again, I think that uh, the, the thing that was challenging is to believe that we can build an amazing drama here yes. without explosions and without big Hollywood and without... Well, I have to say that when you started the film, when the young girl was upset that it's you have to speak Hebrew and not in yes. Arabic. Right. So, uh, you know, it, you led us to think that we're going that direction and you you just threw it out and you dived into the personal and then we got to the driving. The whole idea of why it's done in Hebrew and not in Arabic, why the instructor is in Israeli and not in Arabic, you didn't let you didn't give it room because it was in the city hall of Hadera, which is a Hebrew city. Tell me, Orit, who inspired you? You see, because I think it's one of the best, as I said, one of, I really don't remember seeing such a film. And believe me, I saw many. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I didn't okay. see a film which was so intriguing and so um bringing me and I guess everybody to be so engaged and every moment is very compelling not just the driver's license so I wonder who inspired you I mean I don't know if you can answer that but um, I am I, I'm inspired from Iranian cinema oh, and okay. especially and also uh, the film of Lorraine Kante and uh, the class, if you yes. saw it, uh, yeah. was a great inspiration for me. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that just uh, this long process and uh, doing this research and doing that myself, that was the, the great inspiration to this, uh, to this film in the end. Yeah, yeah, but, but I agree with, I mean, I understand what you're talking about Iranian films. Right. Also, the, mm -hmm. the timing of you coming out when women in Iran 
uh, are really <laughs> fighting for the freedom, you know, for uh, the rights. You're because... starting a journey now outside of Israel. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where are you going? The Oscar. No. Okay, the Oscar <laughs> is far away. You have to build up. You may have a fast race. You'll see. <laughs> We're coming to New York to other Israel Film Festival on the 6th of November. And uh, we hope to, to make more screenings maybe in New York. And then we're going to LA uh, uh, to spread the word there also. Uh, we're learning uh, through every day, we're learning how to do the Oscar campaign. Maya here is working day and nights for that. And uh, yeah, we hope to. I don't know if I should we're going to the show. It's really up to you to push it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We cannot wait for anybody to push for us. We, we, we know that, and unfortunately, again, going back, I think it really shows an amazing right picture of Israel. And right now we don't have any support yet, uh, which is crazy. Um, but an, another thing that I wanted uh, to add to Orit is that we also were going to have distribution in the US, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be released in the beginning um, oh. of next year, uh, January, oh. and uh, it's going oh, yeah. to be announced tomorrow. Oh, wow. okay. so you cannot tell us now. Oh, really? Yeah. Tomorrow we have it, but it's going to be released in the next two months. So it's going to be available in all of the US and to be released in cinema. So we're very happy about that's, it. That's amazing. If you if you'll email us, we can still put a caption down. No, yeah, it's going yeah. to be released and when if you send email to silly yeah right when um what are you working on now girls great question or it maybe you will start <laughs> are you working on many things i'm still uh <laughs> no. i'm working for this <laughs> in this film uh, i have many ideas uh but um uh, it's all uh, in the women's world because this is my world and uh, what interests me, but uh, I still can't pitch you uh, any uh, project. I'm uh, I really waiting like for this. So. I really like it. Remember we had a conversation with somebody because I always believe some people say, what do you mean there is a women film? You know, it's a filmmaker. It's a, you know, what women, men, some, even women fight not to call themselves a woman filmmaker and i don't understand it you but know? you know beyond the film a woman filmmaker i think when to me what you say a, a women film is not about the woman filmmaker it's about the subject and the whole world the inside world and the perception the women nice thing that i really like that you're doing film for women about women without talking about feminism oh sure which I like the most because waving the feminism everywhere and saying all kinds of things is one thing and doing it and present it in a way that it's really your world and it's personal and it talks to every woman, every woman in personal way uh, without waving the flag of feminism. This is the most beautiful. Yeah, thing. but I didn't mean, I don't, don't, don't think the, no, the flag of feminism, you know, I'm not even interested. But I'm, all, all I'm saying is that it must be that female has a different perception of the world. Of course. They totally. to we're we're 51% of the feminism. world. And, and it's time again, I, I think, think, just to, to tell our stories, to tell what we want to say, like each, right. each for our own. Nothing to do with the flag of feminism. I don't think, at least totally. don't look to me 
somebody who wants to rock the boat, the feminism, feminism, you know. And, but it's not and about I, woman filmmaking, it's about because you can be a man with a female heart. Very female. So you can do something for you, Yeah, not many men. It's also for men, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not unfortunately. Well, there are a lot of research about the uh, um, female characters in males' films. It's it's you it's know definitely. and and I think by the way, what Orit did that's really interesting here. There is not one man in the film yes. uh, that is not uh, shot through a woman's perspective. It's like only woman. And the only men who appear in the film are through yeah. the female gaze. Yeah, so right. that's right. But you know that both outside frame yeah. can be as powerful as inside frame. Yeah, this is it. This chewy. is chewy. This is chewy. So, yeah. you know, the male are pres present outside frame. We're and talking sometimes. about them. And it's very powerful, you know, yes. that's there. You know? They're totally. very much there. They're very much there because, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> They're very much there because everything is because of them or around them. Right. They're, they're very present in the film, but they're not appearing. No, uh, except right. One, except and, and the, yeah, woman. the one, the one who in the garage, right? Yeah. In the garage, yeah. unbelievable. Tell oh, me, Maya, what, are you? what? What did you say? No, there is three men, but uh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, I no, know, but I think we need, we see the men in the garage. The husband of Melikir yeah. Fuchadera, right? Did do yeah, but there also the one that's cutting is the fingernails, right, right, right. and the one that's uh, the with the cat. You know, you keep there were so many details that every yeah, time you right. talk, I, I right. all the Israeli guys, you know. But you yeah. saw, was it a very lovable scene that she yeah. likes it, likes to watch him cutting his fingernails, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, right, right it's one of the places that when you watch it in a theater, when you watch it like with audience, people laugh every time, like so embarrassing. Hard. It's it really, it really surprised us. Like it became a comic scene that we yeah, did not expect at all. I think yeah. it's embarrassing and it's heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, compassionate. It's yeah. so personal. And That's the way she spoke, the text that you put in each one's mouth, it's just, uh, and they deliver it so beautifully. Yeah. Maya, what are you working yeah. on now? So um, I'm, we're working, what I wanted also to mention before is that I, I enjoyed so much in this process. I think there's really... Um, Again, uh, we have this balance also. It's not that I'm working only with women or something like that, but there's something really refreshing and really amazing working in this amazing group of, of women, which we had in this film. And I do have in, in a couple of um, other projects that we're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm working ma mainly on TV and, and films, but also like, like Orit said, like in many of them, uh, we're a team only of women. That's what happened. We have one man in, in the department, but he lets us speak in uh, in Rabot, in plural. So we have a very feminine character. Um, and, and I think it brings, again, not all of our projects are only by women. We really have a mix, but I think it brings a place to bring other pers perspectives and, um, and also to allow uh, a different process, a process of behind the scenes that is really intimate, that is less egos, like more drama in the film and in the series, less behind it. Um, and it's something that I really feel. Um, and, um, and yeah, like 
I'm, I'm working on now um, on a film that's uh, um, a black comedy about breastfeeding and motherhood. Again, not anything I've, I've seen before. And like, I think these are more stories like Cinema Sabaya story, like the one I mentioned. Like, I think it's really the time to, to tell them and, and there weren't enough of them. And, and I'm, I'm glad that they have the privilege to be a part of them. So, well, I just wanted to ask for Rit one, one before I forget. And I think I already, ah, yeah. Did you, did you uh, pick up for your, the dialogue that finally is on the film? Is it based on some of the conversation you had, you know, in the research? Yes, uh, some of them, but also the, we did a lot of improvising. So oh, a lot of the... That? Yeah, oh. a lot. Oh. So a lot of the, the text is also just improvised by the women. Uh, That's for instance, uh, when uh, on, there, there are topics that I didn't want to put words in their mouth, like uh, oh. when uh, Nasrin talks about politics, she, she says what she wants to say, the actor. And uh, yeah, it was a collaboration of all of, all of us. Uh, there amazing. was a script uh, and they could just um, use it as a, sometimes just as an inspiration. Yeah, you know, it looks they, like yeah. a very strong group work. Right. You know, like Mike Lee, when I watched your film, it reminded me of Mike Lee, the British filmmaker who takes a group of actors uh, and just tell them, you know, just the basics of their character or the, situation and they send you send them home and then they come back and they start to improvise and he record all of the meetings and then he write a script but it somehow reminded me that the, the part or the part of the actors contributing you know to to the dialogue also casavetes mm -hmm. you know come sometimes just with a treatment it doesn't have even a script mm -hmm. it's amazing i wish i could do that i am very bad <laughs> very bad of letting go <laughs> of whatever I think the right way. I mean, it's. I wish I would let go and for improvisation. I hardly allow it. Girls, it's very late at night <laughs> in Israel. They don't look you tired. Need, need to <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. We really recommend everybody to watch everybody. This film. One of the best I ever saw. Yeah, and, this is unbelievable, uh, and I'm not really easy on. Yeah, and we'll talk to you after you win the Oscars. Oh, oh. See, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so Bye. much for coming, yeah. everybody. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Everybody, next week. Bye. Yeah.